0: Drew, it's the Roaring Twenties Podcast and with me I have the one and only
1: Brooke. And Brooke. Ooh, Henry Cavill's wife. You may know me better as.
0: That's a fact.
1: It is. I'm married to Henry Cavill. Surprise. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's <laughs> I fucking wish. Dude. <laughs>
0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Roaring Twenties Podcast. As you heard if you listened to our last episode... We are back.
1: Last week, or whenever that episode came out, we talked about things that we binge-watched during quarantine. And just because I mentioned Henry Cavill, I did binge-watch The Witcher. Awesome. Henry's beautiful. He has delicious shoulders. So please go watch it. We're not actually married, though. So are you looking at Henry Cavill right now? Your face looks like... Did you just get a nude? <laughs> you just got a dick pic. It was a, a nude
0: I wasn't expecting. From who? Who?
1: We can bleep the name out. Uh, right, Matt? We can yeah, bleep the name I out. Can okay. Greek,
0: Greek guy. And it's not like I like get snaps like that from him frequently, but he was like snapping me earlier just like, because he's in Vancouver now, just telling me about shit. And I was like, cool. And then I just got a Snapchat. It must have been after the gym. He was feeling good. And it was like him naked in the mirror. And I was just...
1: How many nudes do you get in a week?
2: In a week? The fact that you have to think about it. It depends is... on the week.
1: <laughs> I get zero nudes. Yeah. How, how,
0: now... Are you asking how many nudes do I get that I ask for or how many unsolicited nudes no, no, do I I'm get? No, I'm
1: asking solicited, unsolicited. How many nudes do you get in a week?
0: Solicited? Zero. No, we're
1: not doing unsolicited? solicited, unsolicited. Just overall.
0: Uh, at least 10. A week? Yeah. From
1: like 10 different dudes or just like multiple from one? Depends. Oh my God. Can vary. How many are good? How many do you look at and you're like, that's nice? Mm, 30%. 30 only 30 percent oh man Oof. i'm picky
0: i mean the other ones are fine but
1: no like i get it i'm picky you too see, you
0: see a dick pic you see a nude uh, you, it's a nude you yeah, know what you i mean see like a
1: dick you, you see a show dick.
0: me something with a little sparkling jazz you know throw some glitter down there yeah before you think- <laughs> do a little fluffing before
1: your ideal nude like what does a nude have to look like to really get your attention mm. this is important gen zers listen up uh, get your ring light out
0: if it's a nude and it's like a you know uh i do not want to see you visibly flexing so turn no off.
1: no visible flexing just if natural. i see you
0: trying not okay with that. So i want that natural, natural. confidence okay. just okay. content with himself mm-hmm. and here i'll say if a chiseled dude sends me a nude and he's looking all buff but i see him trying that is a turn off but if like a dude with like you know a little bit of the dad bod but like super confident knows himself sends me a nude I'm all about it. I was so like it really Bob comes nude. down to a that's confident my style. nude. It's a confident nude. Okay. A confident nude and a confidence in themselves.
1: So what makes a confident nude? Just like not flexing? Um, is there a pose? It really
0: comes into their facial expression, right?
1: Oh, they have the face in it. I would think like most nudes like faces cut off.
0: Oh, if it's a nude without a face, that's a whole different. Oh, this is a face because I know the person, right? It, like it's a, someone yeah. I've known for a while. But oh, like a faceless nude that's good. I'm looking for good hygiene. So yeah. I want to see that you take care of yourself in a way.
1: Like manscaping.
0: Manscaping. Do you
1: want like a trim or like shave wax? Like do you want it all gone?
0: Uh, no, I don't like it all shaved and gone because. You like I, a trim? Yeah, I, I'm not into.
1: Little boys. Yeah, exactly. That's me too. I'm like, don't. It's weird don't. to me. I need it's to weird. know that you're a grown If man. you're
0: into hairless, that means you probably have some kind of trauma or a complex you need to work through.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to bring
0: you down either, but just think about it a little bit before you just go to Pornhub right. next. Do you time.
1: want like a half chub, full hard on? I
0: prefer a half
1: chub. I would say me I love too. a half chub. I would I, say because I, I, do I too. want a
0: little mystery, but I want to know its yeah, potential. It's
1: like it's it's not the whole way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much further does it go? Yes,
0: like yes, like. are is Did you just recently get off, or are you just like a little jazz right now? Like I don't know, but I'm liking it. But if they're fully sent, I'm like you're a little too eager
1: right it's just like your how show many off. people
0: you blasting us right. off to mm-hmm. you know what i mean but Leave if it's a little bit of like a hey hey
2: yeah
1: matt <laughs> do you prefer a half chub or full hard on oh
2: absolutely half chub everybody okay. does so I think if you that's were gonna natural. send yeah. one half half yeah. chub.
1: okay i don't have one obviously but mm. i feel like if i were doing now we're gonna send a nude half chub for sure For sure.
0: And for those of you who may send me unsolicited pictures after this, I like shoulders. We love good shoulders. We love a good shoulder. Mm, Love good shoulders. And then we also love good legs. Good pair of legs. Them nice tree trunk legs.
1: I mean, speaking of good shoulders, I'll tell them the story from earlier. I was actually driving over here after work today. And there was a dude walking along the side of the road. It's a very weird road to be like walking the shoulder of. He had a book bag on. He was carrying a bag. He had longer hair that was tied up into a man bun and it was shaved underneath. Ooh, hit my headphones. And he was wearing a tank top. And when I tell you that this was the hottest vagrant hitchhiker I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the the shoulders were exploding. Uh, Spilling out. Did you see a little bit of vein
0: on one pop? You know, when you see on, like the little the shoulder, that little I, vein. The
1: bicep that, Ooh, that coming that down vein coming down the <gasps> bicep. Yes, he had that. He had thick forearm and I was and he was well groomed like his beard was well manicured. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Walking down the side of the road like get in my car, daddy. Like, let's go. His and, baby
0: mama just kicked him out.
1: Yes. I like immediately snapped Andrew and I was like, I just saw the hottest hitchhiker of all time. And I know I'm not supposed to pick up hitchhikers, but like, do I risk it? And he's like, oh, like, (laughs) you'll get murdered, but at least you'll have, like, some real meaty shoulders choking you out to your death. And I was like, good point. And then (laughs) if I get my own true crime documentary, the person playing my murderer will be Henry Cavill. So you see it all comes full circle. Henry Cavill will be with me one way or another. I don't know where he was going, but he was pretty close to my house, and he can definitely stop there for sure. Um, if you're
2: listening, <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this, uh,
1: my boyfriend's home. I don't think he'll let you in, but you just just force your way in. It'll be fine. It's it's good. It's all good.
0: Best case scenario, rowdy scares him.
1: If my dog well, is attacking in, men lately. Yeah, and then
0: <laughs> he hits his head off a door or a wall and becomes unconscious. Unconscious. And he's gaming. Yeah, you deal For, with the dog. One hundred percent. He's gaming you right now. Drag him into the cellar.
1: My bedroom.
0: We take a bunch of pictures of his delicious body and make an OnlyFans account and profit off of it for shopping sprees.
1: That's brilliant. And then we bury the body. He's dead? Oh, we're taking... We're profiting off of his dead body. You know, I thought he was He's probably not unconscious. dead, so we can't
2: bury the body. What we do... <laughs> we, we bury just him spoiled alive. the newest season of How to Get no. Away with Murder.
0: We bring him to my you. house. We put him in my bed. And then I go to sleep, and I wake up, and he's like, where am I? I'd be like... He's
1: forgotten everything. You'd be like, you're my lover. We've like, been we're together. together for six months. We're married. And while
0: he's knocked out, we take a bunch of pictures. We put him in a couple outfits and do some photoshopping, and I put the pictures around my There's apartment.
1: like, wedding photos up.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: <gasps> I'm loving this. This is brilliant. When I drive home, I'm going to try to find him.
0: i got to take off the rest of the week. Yeah. I need to start driving We'll track around. him down.
1: He's around here somewhere. He, he's wow. not getting far, I'll tell you that.
0: Well, I need, need a husband, so...
1: Me too. <laughs> me too. God. Because uh, I need someone's health insurance because I don't want to work anymore.
0: I'm tired of paying so much in taxes every year. God
1: damn. You do get a nice tax break. You really do.
0: Yeah, that's what I hear.
1: And and you know what? It makes it easier to buy a house because you don't have to be like, don't me just... and my boyfriend. What if it's we like, just went me and my to husband. the courthouse and, me and helped you?
0: each other out?
1: How, I have said that how many times What if you? we just did that, though? I have said so many times. I'm like, listen, if you want to get married... And rip off the government in taxes. I'm down.
0: I'll go tomorrow. Uh,
1: Okay. (laughs) Can I buy a dress first?
0: Yes. Should we do an Alexa and David wedding? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) But I'll have a reason to wear a wedding dress.
0: I'm down. I'm so down. And to the IRS listeners. Yeah,
1: just just turn it down right now. Don't listen to this. Turn it down. We're not talking to you.
0: Maybe you should have told us how much we owed in the first place.
1: Why don't they just tell us that? Why don't they send us something in the mail every year? Like, you owe us this.
0: Same reason we don't know what's at Area 51. Um, I also want to share a little tidbit fact of the day and tip of the day for... Career
1: tip of the day.
0: Career Andrew's career tip of the week.
1: You millennials and Gen Zers that need a... A little bump in in your career.
0: You know, they've probably been doing this forever and I'm going to sound like an old man. (laughs) Probably. So if you use Outlook, there is a feature when you send an email that you can, instead of hitting the send button, you can hit the arrow that points down, little carrot down. Click that or tap that if you're on a mobile device. And then you can hit send later from there, you can schedule a day in time to send the email. So, I mean, the intent of it is so that you can kind of space out when you're sending stuff and schedule emails ahead to kind of save yourself time. Another great use for it is to make people think that you're working much later than you are and that you're doing great at your job and you're very dedicated. You're
1: working so hard. So when you're, you're about to log great, off for work,
0: schedule a few emails to be sent out later in the evening. Oh, you know, I guess this doesn't really apply to hourly employees, but if you are salaried, this is what you do because hourly employees shouldn't be working outside their times. I love that you're like, we need to have
2: structure. You're, before we started, this to record, is why
0: we need structure because I don't do well without
2: it. Andrew's like, we Just need to have structure, fold it in. and then we had, and then we had structure. Fold in the content, and then, and then a dick pic threw everything out of whack.
1: I think that was brilliant. Honestly, no, it was great. Listen, when you're in your 20s, you send a lot of fucking nudes and you need to know what to do. There's plenty of posing TikToks for the ladies, but for the men, we got to tell them what we want to see.
0: Moving on. So guys, we wanted to record this earlier, like right after it came out and get this out fresh, but obviously we had things come up and we need to see some things roll out. But we want to talk about the interview.
1: That's right. The interview. I know that you know... What we are talking about. It's Women's History Month. We're celebrating strong, badass women. And we're starting with the American princess herself, Meghan Markle. That's right. The Oprah Winfrey interview. The queen of America, Oprah Winfrey, came out of retirement to talk to the princess of America, Meghan Markle, and the prince of Britain, the outdated fucking monarchy prince harry what's his name harry windsor is that his last name yeah whatever that interview i know y'all watched it and if you didn't watch it you definitely read the buzzfeed reviews with all the good tweets about it i know you did
0: or saw the great oprah memes
1: Oh, there's so many fucking. We good need to
0: ones. unpack this though, because you and I have slightly conflicting views and perspectives on this, and I think it'd be fun to delve into because okay. we haven't had a little I don't know, bit of. A, I
1: don't know what we disagree on, so I'm excited to learn.
0: I always believe that there's a little wildness at play in these types of situations, right? Are you saying I don't in, believe in wildness. Well, no, but I'm saying like I think there's probably more to the story than what was said, obviously, and right. I think that. Overall, when I was watching the interview with just Oprah and Megan, I felt at times she was, I don't want to say acting, I want to say that she was saying something with an intent of getting a certain reaction.
1: Example, please. Oh, my goodness.
0: Honestly, it was really up until she started talking about her mental illness. It felt a little ingenuine.
1: So the part where Kate middleton prince williams wife apparently made the comments about the flower girl dresses and made her cry you didn't think that was genuine
0: yeah so that's one of those things that just of all the things she could have talked about like so i mean the whole thing was she had no idea what oprah was going to talk to her about right Mm -hmm. yet every question she seemed very poised and prepped to answer
1: well i believe oprah when she said that she didn't know what she was going to ask her i do do you yeah it's oprah i believe her I do. That big hair is full of secrets. Just remember that. I follow blindly, Oprah. I'll admit it. (laughs) I just do. No, but Um, I
2: think also you have to think about a person who is a trained actress and also had to learn to be poised to be part of the royal family. So like that's... That's pretty much ingrained knows, in her I now. I mean, she I'm like the devil's in, advocate here, okay? In
1: the interview, when she says like she was having suicidal thoughts, and then immediately after, she had to go to this event, and she knew how to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she knows how to turn it on, right? This is true. I would say I agree. I think that there's their side of the story and there's the monarchy side of the story and the truth really lies somewhere in the middle right yeah i think um in certain aspects like i'll i'll take the kate middleton thing and the flower girl dress and how the tabloid said that megan made kate cry but megan says that kate actually made her cry i can see that happening weddings are hella fucking stressful and everyone has an opinion yeah and that's just being a fucking peasant over here in America. So I can't imagine being on that kind of global stage, getting married into a royal family. Like that's an enormous amount of pressure. Everyone has an opinion. I'm sure I think easily things could have been said to make Megan cry. She's stressed out of her mind. 100% can believe that. And I can also 100% believe that Kate Middleton apologized, sent her flowers and like felt bad afterwards. Because listen, nobody's perfect. Sometimes we have an opinions and we speak out of turn and it's just like, I should have just kept my mouth shut. It's not a big deal. 100% can see that being the case. What I think is shitty is that that story came out months, maybe even years after the wedding. It was
0: like a year later. Yeah.
1: And like, why didn't Kate shut it? A- down well, why didn't anyone shut it down
0: and here's the thing i'm a huge princess diana fan huge
1: <gasps> big diana Stan. she's my
0: ride or die bitch yes okay we love so we love harry for that reason he's and i think harry really has a lot of his mom in him
1: and i think william has a lot of his dad So unfortunately we do which not is like why that. he's uncoordinated and gross, and gross yep yep mm-hmm. however he used to be really good looking and then when he got shitty well he that's got what ugly happens. personality right? yeah. defines diana was like nope I ain't having any part of that. mm She said, Took I'm taking away your away. good jeans.
0: That's right. She <laughs> knew. She grabbed those mom jeans right out of him.
1: Like, Fuck that.
0: But you know, I really do. I think it, a lot of it was true. And I, I don't want to say she lied about stuff. I just think that there's probably a lot more to it and there is other sides mm-hmm. to it. And that maybe she's a little extra with some parts. But what is really interesting to me is just—I don't know a whole. It showed me how much, how little I know about the structure of their government and their society. And how, and how antiquated, run there. yeah. It's
1: so antiquated to ask someone if you can see a therapist, and for them to straight up tell you no. What?
0: But it just goes to show you how important images to them. Yeah, and very similar to—I mean. All countries are like that i think where image is so important Mm -hmm. but really behind the scenes is just a shit show and
1: listen i don't think that this is a problem like i don't think the british monarchy is like a that it's a siloed incident right where there is stigmas against mental health and race and all this bullshit i think that that is prevalent in literally probably every country every society anywhere yeah that that lives, um, which is a shame. And we really need to break those walls down. And I think that this interview is a great conversation starter in that. And while I love Megan and support her 100%, I, I do always try to remind myself that there are multiple angles to these stories and we're not getting them all. We're getting one side, right? But I, but I think it's so important to hear this side because there is no disputing the fact that this woman was really tortured and bullied by british media and tabloids i mean Mm -hmm. pierce morgan like berated her for years because he's a bitter cook
0: but then that's the other thing i want to know is like what relationship did they have
1: so i i haven't done a whole lot of research on it and i probably should have before this but i i believe that they had gone on a date before what yes i believe or they like had run in the same circle and he was interested and she really wasn't Mm. and that she kind of ended up blowing him off and then met Harry and was doing that and he was very bitter. So
0: she literally dumped him it. for the prince. Oh of course he's gonna be better. It's pure. Yeah. Morgan.
1: And the reason I believe it even more so is like when his colleague called him out on Good Day or Good Morning Day. With nothing to say. And he threw a temper tantrum and stormed off the set and then lo and behold he quits or is fired or or Gaslighting. whatever. Yeah, it's just like okay, that makes sense.
0: Yep. We see it. Uh,
1: but the thing I really took, the things I should say, that I took from the interview was the conversation around racism, right? So the fact that there were conversations about what Meghan's and Harry's baby would look like.
0: That, and the other thing, big thing is, I think what was interesting is that was such a big bombshell, but...
1: I'm not, it's not, but to me, it's not a bombshell because she said that and I was like, yep, I totally believe that they would be concerned about that because it is... I mean, how old is the British monarchy? Like thousand, like over a thousand years, years old? Ha- has there ever been anyone of color involved in there? Like, of course they're going to be concerned because this is new.
0: What I'm saying though is like bombshell in terms of like, it, I feel like that was such a big thing of the interview. But like she alluded to that before because as soon as she mentioned that Archie was not going to have certain protections and things like that. He's going to have a title. That is why, right? Yeah. So she was saying that and you could tell, and I feel like Oprah wasn't getting it
1: No, Oprah's smart. She wanted her to say it.
0: Oh, she wanted her to say it.
1: Because you can. She
0: she was waiting to give that reaction. You can infer
1: a lot of things in interviews, and the thing about inference is that it gives you wiggle room, right? You can deny it because you didn't outright say it. So Oprah's smart in saying like we all knew, right? Yeah. But Oprah had her say it. Yeah. It was on the record. But we know it wasn't the
0: queen. And it wasn't Prince Charles.
1: So that was another thing that I I took away. So there was a thing around race. I'm not surprised at all. I thought for sure it was going to be Prince Philip, but it came out like Oprah said, like it wasn't Prince Philip and it wasn't the Queen. The Queen, honestly, I'm not going to lie. They made her sound dope as hell.
0: The Queen seems wonderful. The fact that she shared a blanket with Meghan...
1: She just seems really cool. The like way they talked about her. Yeah. And maybe it's because she's the queen and they're talking her up, but I don't know. She seemed dope as fuck. So down with the queen right now. I bet it's fucking Charles and Camilla though, that we're worried about how dark Archie That's, was going to yeah, be. The, and the Archie is ones. fucking beautiful, of by the way. He's so cute. So there was the thing, there was the whole conversation on racism in, you know, obviously a pre- dominant white family, monarchy, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves. Not surprised with that. To me, that wasn't bombshell. I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Of course they're gonna be fucking racist and have concerns around that. Yep. Checks out. The second thing was mental health. Obviously. We've mm-hmm. had plenty of conversations around the need to like talk to people when your feelings are having thoughts that just aren't quite the thoughts you normally have. And I thought that was really brave of her to come out and say, like, hey, I was really struggling with this. I reached out for help and I was denied. Not only was I denied, but like, then I reached out again to someone I was close to and found the support I needed. I think that's such an important message for people to hear is like, just because you get turned away from one person or from one resource doesn't mean that every door is going to be shut to you. You know, you just have to keep trying every knob and one of them is going to open and you're going to find relief and you're going to find a support system. So by all means, keep trying and break that stigma that mental health isn't important because it really is. So I thought that was an incredible peace to come from that
0: what's interesting though about that is towards the end when harry's brought in and he mentioned that he didn't tell his family about it because he was ashamed of what they would think and what they'd say but to me i think that's kind of fucked up because i'm like you could have helped her sooner like maybe if they'd known they would have done something differently and they just found this out on this interview of you saying this and
1: isn't it interesting that you know harry who lost his mother at like he was 12
0: like, I feel like that's the first thing you'd say to them. Like, I don't want this to happen like what right. happened to mom like, and they do something. He has got
1: to know where she's coming from. He, I'm sure he knows. I'm sure William knows what that feels like, right? To just have these thoughts. It's just like you're in such a, a different place from where you normally are and you need help getting out. In a way that it's kind of Harry's fault. Because imagine Megan's
0: going around to these people saying, I need help. I need help. But Harry's saying nothing
1: well so here's the thing that this was the third piece there were three things that i really took away from the interview and the third piece is that so you say harry didn't do anything i think harry showed such commendable courage To stand by his wife and be like, we're getting the fuck out. Mm, This isn't mm going to happen to mm -hmm. us. This isn't going to happen to her. I'm not going through this again. I lost my mother. I'm not losing my wife. Maybe he didn't do it the way that everyone thought he should. Maybe he didn't stand up to like his father or Prince Philip or or Queen Elizabeth. Maybe he didn't do that per se, but he got them the fuck out. True. He removed them from the source of all that pain and and anguish, honestly. And I think that's hard because he had to leave behind his family.
0: His whole life. You know?
1: Since, nine, I mean, Diana died in, what, 1997? And he's only had them. And to leave that and to stand by your wife, that's... I mean, honestly, I was in a marriage where, like, my husband couldn't even stand up to his mom for me for making me feel bad about a baby name. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he could, like, be like, yeah, I support you. We're getting out. Anything to make you feel better and that's a good environment for our son and for us and our mental health, like, I stand by it. That takes balls, honestly. So I give them both mad props for that yeah
0: absolutely i agree with that i think it's just like i wish he would have done something said something sooner right because it could have been a different situation
1: no and i think like the hard part is like you know how do you control the british tabloids
0: well when you're in that life too it's like they were saying like you don't have control of your life like we do Mm -hmm. you know you think in a way that in their role they'd have so much more power and access to things that we do but they don't they have to ask for everything they want to do in life so it would be very hard
1: I mean, it was just—it's a good interview. They say that there's like all these revelations from it, right? And to me, there were no real revelations.
0: There wasn't a lot of big things that came out of it for me. I mean, I
1: feel like all of it you could have guessed or assumed. Yeah. You know, there was nothing that was like, oh my god, I never would have expected that. I mean, everything they said, I was like, yeah. No, maybe from a British
0: perspective, it might be different.
1: I feel like UK residents and British people like they're not surprised by it either. They're like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense they've been through this before they saw what happened with diana and charles like they totally they fucking get it and i feel like that's why pierce morgan's co-host was so comfortable calling him out because it's like we've all seen this we all know what the fuck's going on i feel like they know i feel like americans were really ignorant to 90 percent of what it is to be a you know a british royal
2: in a weird way i I heard someone say this on like a radio show really the royal family like at the end of the day it It's not that different than just like fucking keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, yeah, like it's just like super famous people for really no specific reason. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, you know, I think about everything Megan was saying and the tabloids and all this and that, and it reminds me so much of social media and like so much of what we go through in our 20s and early 30s is like kind of figuring out your niche, right, and what you're willing to share with kind of the world you can kind of tailor your audience a little bit right but what you're willing to share and what people don't know behind closed doors i mean i have been so private about what goes on in my life on social media like i never once shared that i went through a divorce or anything like that I'm i'm sure people can kind of figure it out but there are so many things i haven't said there's ways you can relate to even people that seem so far removed from you yep And it's like, you know, we, I've had suicidal thoughts. I'm sure you have, Matt, I'm sure you have, like, we've all been there. And so to hear it again, it's just like a reiteration that like, this happens to most people and you're not alone and you shouldn't ever be afraid to share your story. I think you should be careful in some instances about who you share it with, but share it with someone because you, it shouldn't be yours to carry alone, right? Stories are meant to be shared. I go back and forth on oversharing, right? I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, there's some things the world shouldn't know about your life and there and there are some things that are worth sharing. And I tend to be the type that doesn't share enough and you might be the type who shares maybe a little too much and that's it's but that's not for me to judge and it's not for you to judge it's for the people that we share it with
2: it's it's also like the biggest thing for me was going through my phone and shutting off the notifications on all this stuff i felt like me oversharing wasn't doing any problems to my mental health but me getting a notification every single time any human being on the planet was posting online and seeing other people's lives and stuff would make me feel less about myself so like by shutting off those notifications where I was only going on those pages when I was like hey I'm in a good headspace Mm -hmm. to like check what's going on So do you think
1: maybe sometimes you you overshared to get validation for your feelings? Oh for sure. Or like that like validation made you feel better about oversharing? Yeah
2: there's a give and take for it for sure Mm -hmm. absolutely and and I think that I'm still working on finding that balance And and I think if you look at like my Facebook posting history, because that was like the main spot where I would do it. It's definitely been reeled in a lot more.
1: I think there's a fine line between sharing stories to help people, like other people. And I think there's a difference between sharing stories to help yourself to validate your own feelings and to get like that reward for sharing. You know what I mean?
2: It's a weird line with like vloggers, right? Right. Like, Like I never know how to feel about vloggers, because I'm always like, is this sincere or it's like, like, can you sit down and like tearfully, sincerely pour your heart out and then still be like, well, don't forget to like and subscribe right. and yeah. share.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give this video a thumbs up if you <laughs> like, agree with me. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Social media makes it very complicated. Yeah. And you're right, Exactly. It, it really does take away the human side of The human experience almost Mm -hmm. it's like here's an experience but i'm taking away the whole human side of it because we're exposed to so much of it how are we supposed to know what's genuine anymore what's real what's not and it it can be very confusing and so it's it's a double-edged sword that really is the reality of living in our own worlds i mean we're we're selfish creatures right like we see the world from our own perspective and not someone else's so We may not be like, we may see someone like oversharing and be like, that's like, why would you share that? I feel worse about myself. We don't put ourselves in their shoes. Like maybe they worked so hard for this accomplishment and they're so proud of it and they're sharing it. Like, it's just, it's a weird disconnect in our world. And I think with the pandemic, it's been so exacerbated almost that it's so hard for people to really kind of connect with each other even like more so. There's such a range of emotions and accomplishments and whatnot through through the last year that it's crazy. Like I'm the only one of my girlfriends now that doesn't have a kid. I've been struggling with that and I'm all of my girl, there are fantastic mothers i love their kids to death but i'm like what did i do wrong that i don't have one yet or am i ever gonna have a-? like you know you what mean, i mean what you compare. did you
0: do right yeah, I
1: mean, well <laughs> <laughs> you can look at it that way too right I
2: mean, <laughs> always look at thriving yeah. look at it from a thriving perspective <laughs> the big one for me was i mean two of my three siblings got married during this pandemic so i suddenly am now despite being the oldest the only one that's not married and like building that life and even though that's not like it's funny because it's not even something that i'm really that invested in i don't even
1: want a kid right now yeah but (laughs) like
2: the fact that like everyone you do feel less than you're like what the Mm -hmm. fuck
1: and i think that is kind of the important part of story sharing is like you can find people who are in your similar situation it it really is and i keep saying this is a double-edged sword right so you're not going to connect with everyone on every story and you can't expect to read every story and have it apply to you yeah it's very niche almost. But again, whether you intend it or not, it can affect people's mental health. And I think like this interview brought that to light for a lot of people. Like, I mean, just totally made up stories affected Meghan Markle. And, you know, there's very real stories from people that we know in our personal lives that affect us. So it's, it's just kind of, you know, a, a very bizarre place to be in. And I think especially like when you're in your 20s and, and gen z and like it's just so absorbed in social media right like how many likes are you getting on your tiktok dance or or your instagram post it's very toxic and intoxicating for for a lot of people speaking of toxic what kind of toxic people are you texting right Nobody now in your life i have andrew's been so quiet because he's balds deep in his phone
0: <laughs> well somebody who sent me a nude keeps sending more <gasps> oh no he? not sending me anymore just telling but, like, me why i need he to saying? come visit and hang out and that they miss why
1: me. he had to come and visit how do you spell it yeah the proper way if it was C-U-M
0: it would have been a no-go a long time ago and then one of my other friends keeps asking me because they've been going through this breakup and they're being stupid about stuff and I keep yelling at them Harry and Megan because they're still in it together
1: I really thought you were going to say Harry Styles for a second and I was going to be like yes no fuck him what you know who my ride or die is how could we not ride for Nick Jonas. I mean I showed that to Andy last night and he was uh, like, I don't get it. I was like, what do you mean you don't get it? What does he
0: not get?
1: He's very into picking out like the celebrities that do steroids. And he really likes Henry Cavill, because Henry Cavill doesn't do steroids. So I'm like, oh we're both into Henry Cavill, eh? <laughs> Maybe we can let him into His the diabetic sometime.
0: and still looks good, you know? He looks
2: so funny. What a God. weird thing to be into is just pointing out celebrities that did steroids.
1: Well, I mean, Andy's been watching all of these, like, um, fitness gurus, right? And they point out, like, oh, if you're gurus? trying to look like this person, understand that, like, they do steroids. Like, you can't just look like that overnight. Like, those kinds of things. So, he's been in- into all of that. But uh, I guess Henry Cavill isn't one of them. And I was like, oh, well, it just turns out that Henry Cavill's top of my list. Henry, if you're listening, he's let me done. know. Michael B. Jordan, there. Me know. Let me know. Oh, Idris Elba. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, I I like him older. I don't know. I don't know. It just does something for me.
0: Oh, I know. Well, my kids and queens and everything in between.
1: Kids and queens, no <laughs> that, kings. What, fuck is you. That, is that what you were?
2: You weren't talking. You were like trying to figure out your sign off no I just came up with that. That's my new sign off for every episode. Hey, not kids just and line.
0: queens and all you whores in between.
1: That reminds me of the guy I always send you on TikTok. He's like, hey, whores. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like so monotone and just like, I love him.
0: All right, guys. So that was our mess of a podcast, our second podcast back.
1: That wasn't a mess. That was the the royal interview recap.
0: Organized chaos. Yes. Just like the interview, actually. Just,
1: yeah. Just like we the fucking theme. British monarchy. Yes. all right y'all
0: just know that we will be back with more content well thought out topics to share be posting again until we lose interest again we're
1: getting back but into what to expect we're here in your for 20s
0: now. We, we're actually we should be good until at least winter and seasonal depression comes back so you got us for the next Lord, nine months guys yes
1: get ready for it before we fall back in time you have us after that we make no promises
0: <laughs> we hope you have a blessed yesterday and die tomorrow take care
1: <laughs> out of respect what did hannah montana do oh yeah yeah.
0: oh yeah
1: oh yeah